Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. Welcome back, Cigar Dojo, to A Flavor Odyssey. I'm your host, Randy Griggs. Thank you for joining me. My trusty co-host, Robbie Raz, is not with us today, but I was lucky enough to get Sensei himself, Eric DeTormson, to join me, and uh, we're going to go ahead and run through the show today. Eric, how you doing? We're going to run through the show. That's what we're going to do. We're going to run through the show. <laughs> so, it's been right, a great so- show. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> that was that was sprinting. I, I was I was ready more for like a, a jogging, maybe a, a jogging through the show. Uh, I didn't really want to sprint all the way to the end. Well, how you we doing, did. Man? Good, back. man. I'm doing good. Just got back from... Uh, oh. Miami did La Zona Palooza. It was a lot of fun. Had a great time with the cats down there and uh, got to do all the things you want to do. Cuban crafters, El Titan de Bronze. We did all that stuff. It was great. Had some Cuban sandwiches. Great time. I'm so jealous. Like, I get to go on this vacation like once or twice a year. You do the exact same vacation that I love to do once a year. But you do it like six times a year. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's not a bad. It's not a bad gig. I'm looking. I'm gig. always trying to find excuses to get back down there. You know what I'm saying? That's that's it's my There's thing. There's so much to do. There, uh, for a cigar smoker, the whole Miami area just really does offer so many great like spots. And I'm I'm following you on social media. So many of our our close friends, so many dojo folks are down there. Obviously, I, I could tell you you did a lot of meetups while you're down there. I don't know if the, any of those were planned or just impromptu. Uh, but it's obviously a great hub for cigar smoking. You know me, I'm an impromptu traveler. I don't want, I don't like, when I go on a a trip, I don't want the, the trip to be too itineraried out. You know what I'm saying? Give me a loose, give me a loose, (laughs) give me a loose idea, a skeleton, if you will. Mm -hmm. A skeleton. Okay. We're going to go to the Miami. We're going to do Lazona Palooza. We want to hit this place. We want to hit this place. We want to hit that place. No times involved. That's wow. that's where I live. That's that's how I like to to travel. I had a I I still have a good buddy. We used to travel to Vegas for publishing. Thank you, Matt. Matt, it's bringing me my drink. Cheers, nice. everybody. Oh. Um. And and he Randy he liked to every waking moment of the trip was like written down somewhere like at 505 we're gonna go eat here and then it at, at 637 we'll get in our car and wait we will... wait are you talking about randy no <laughs> well, you're, tell, you're telling I, randy about randy kind of yeah that's... i was just about to say i feel like i'm kind of right in between your yeah, buddy and yeah. you like i like to have more than the skeleton i do not want to know which days we're doing which events and try to figure out like oh can we fit in like but I don't try and do more than like a half day block. I just I just like half day blocks. Like what's early day look like? What's late day look like? So that we can kind of plot it out. So 
I feel like I'm like skeleton and muscles. I'm not going like full <laughs> skin and hair or anything like you, that. Yeah, you, you skip the ligaments and that kind of right, stuff. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's frivolous. I'm basically say. just pure skeleton. If the femur, right. if the femur happens to connect to the pelvic bone, <laughs> I'm okay with that. You know, like just give me, you know, the kneecap. I'm good. The, the femur, some. That's all I need to know. I can figure out the rest as I go. I hear you. I always, I, I always tell April, my wife, I say, and she's worried about what, you know, like if she has every, she, right now she's traveling. She's in, uh, in Arizona. And so she's, she's very, you know, nervous about, did I bring it? Do I have everything in my suitcase? And I always say this, if you have your ID and your credit cards, you, you're good. And you can buy anything else, like anything else you, you might need. Don't worry about it. Just have the skeleton of the trip. And then just go have fun. Well, 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 well since Jor Jordan's popped on here without being introduced, good evening, Jordan, oh. our trusty producer. Hi. How are you this evening? I'm so dang good, except for Sensei stole my drink. That's true. That is true. So now I had to scrounge up a true. drink on the fly, which I'm so uh, ready to do. And I just, oh, what, we got uh, popsicles in the fridge. Oh, we'll make a uh, white trash this or that that didn't really happen but i made a drink now luckily jordan we have matt to help us out he's yes. over there whipping stuff out he's well that's not a good way to say it he's over there not on camera <laughs> he's over, don't don't pull a jeffrey tubin <laughs> don't pull a jeffrey tubin he's over there whipping drinks out for us so that we can enjoy nice. the show uh thank you matt as always he does a fantastic job uh yeah it's awesome to have your own like mixologist right there yes. in, the, in the studio absolutely uh I can see that Scott Braband, a Trinity Cigar Company, is also yes. in the studio audience. Good evening, gentlemen. Yes, everybody's ready to go. We're all back. The, the band is back together after a couple weeks. I love it. I love it. So uh, so tonight, we are getting back on track, even in the absence of Robbie Raz. I know we've kind of been bouncing around a little bit. I think on my live on Monday, I was, which, by the way, was... Just Terrible. A complete disaster. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that I, I let this little four minute video turn into this fiasco. Um, I'm definitely going to throw my hat in. I, I like making Rob do all the, all the lives, to be perfectly honest, but I now realize I need to do like every third or fourth one at least just so I can stay in practice. Otherwise, it becomes a fiasco. Um, <laughs> But uh, but I, but I thought that the last two shows were wild cards. But it was we've really gone like show wild card, show wild card. Now <laughs> we're back to the show. So this is is uh, by far the most broken up segment we've ever had. But I'm still excited about it. The pairings are are something I'm really pumped about. We are on the fourth segment of season four. We are now on the O Natural Trail. Yes. Uh, and uh, and so we're going to be focusing. We're all going to be smoking the same cigars, all natural wrapped cigars. And uh, each one of us are coming with a different pairing. We're going to talk about the validity of those pairings, what works best, what, what doesn't. And so the cigar for tonight is none other than the Ernesto Perez Carrillo mm, Encore. Look at that. Hey, uh, yeah. uh, wait, Randy, before you, before you get into this, Jordan, can you put up a poll real quick, a different a poll? Mm -hmm. Here, here's what I want to know. I'm just curious, the people watching. How many of you guys watching, when you get the cigar out, how often do you put energy into thinking about the pairing? Like, mm. um, do you, yes or no? Do you, do you think in advance about the pairing, or do you just get the cigar and then you just sort of pair 
with I'm curious to see how many people actually put here we have this sh pairing show and obviously we put a lot of thought into these pairings but how many people really do put because there's no wrong answer here right sure. I mean you can just grab a cigar and grab a Topo Chico and, and go at it but I'm just curious how many of you guys like actually put thought into the pairing before you light up the cigar and whatnot Randy how often would you say that you and I know well, that I was you gonna do say, this? So just just to qualify that, like you obviously don't mean on Wednesdays. On Wednesdays, everybody's putting thought into right. it. You mean just like on the on the average when yes. you smoke a cigar in general, right? Right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. And would you say that you? I don't think I do it that often. I I mean no. I guess maybe because I know the few pairings that I like so much, and so I just right. stick with those. But I'm, I'm just, just say, wondering. Wouldn't you say that 80% of the time you're either drinking a Topo or a bourbon, depending on the time of the day? And yes. They both go pretty well, so you're kind of always pairing, but you're exactly. pairing at the same time. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, you know it's, it's, it's interesting because I would say, I, I would guess, my guess is, and, and I'm, I'm glad you asked this question. Uh, I'm, I'm interested in seeing the results on the poll um, because I would guess that I do it at a much higher percentage than mm. most people. But I'm also the kind of guy that smokes uh, a cigar and drinks an IPA with regularity because that's just what I like to drink, and I like to smoke cigars. And, and I would also tell you that it's not a very good pairing. Uh, mm. And yet I, I consume them you know, at the same time quite a bit. Um, but I, I would say, you know, I, I do like to choose something that's like creamier and, and, and lighter in the morning with my with my coffee. Most people know I, I do enjoy creamer in my coffee, so I, I do get that creamier, uh, um, nice dark, rich, chocolatey characteristic. And so I, I in the mornings, I'm always pairing something that's going to go well with my coffee. Um, in the evenings, I, I since I've met you, I drink a heck of a lot more bourbon. Um, <laughs> Sorry. So, uh, Sorry. No, no, no. Thank you. I think, uh, but. Um, I would say I would say I, I I really think it through and like think about what's in my glass when I head to the cabinet uh, to my humidor um, at least seventy to eighty percent of the time, which right. I would guess is pretty high for most. Now, are you when you do that when you do that, Randy? Are you thinking of the cigar like, oh, okay, like I'm smoking this cigar, I should grab this drink this. I would say more often than not, I'm doing it the other way around because by the yeah. time I head to get a cigar, I probably already have a drink in my hand. I, I, I pretty much grab a drink as soon as I walk through the door. I hug and love up on my wife and my son for, for a few minutes, and I grab a drink. Then I head out to go get a cigar, and depending on whatever drink I poured, I'm typically uh, pairing in reverse hmm. where, where I'm, I'm grabbing a cigar that's going to um, pair with the, the drink I've already selected. Interesting. Sometimes I, I do it the other way. I'm trying to think. I... I think I probably go the opposite way, but um, yeah. but yeah, we'll see what people what people say. So as you said, uh, we're doing the EPC Encore, and uh, we'll talk about the cigar. But Randy, what did you decide to use as your pairing? I know you had a you were you're bouncing back on a couple ideas. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you, you got to give some backstory because I I took some uh, a pretty deep ration of crap. From my partner Robbie Rass a couple weeks ago, um, I had failed to keep track of what I had been drinking week upon week, 
And turns out I had chose some form of using Victor's rye like three out of seven weeks or, so, or maybe even three <laughs> out of five weeks or something like that. And, Not uh, just rye, Victor's rye. Yeah, yeah, very specifically. It was funny is I have 40 bottles of, of bourbon or of whiskey in, in my cabinet. Like it's not that I don't have options to choose from. Um, uh, I apparently just gravitate towards Michter's when I'm not thinking about it. So, um, so w because he gave me so much crap <laughs> on that show, I really wanted to think outside of the box, really bring something unique and different that we've never drank before that was new to me. And so, uh, so I, I, I started, uh, I started the whole process by first going to do cigardojo.com and and looking up the encore review that I mistakenly gave credit to. Jordan for him on my live. Jordan t told me today that it was actually Jack that wrote that review. Jackie boy. And, Jackie and, uh, and, and, and our good friend, Jack Hire. That was my nickname uh, back uh, in college. <laughs> they, uh, um, he, he wrote it up. I thought he did an incredible job because he was clearly biased kind of against some of the flavor profile that he found in this cigar, but like stayed, uh, stayed objective and wrote it up spoke about the, the positive qualities of the cigar, but he really was clearly almost d distracted by the botanical and floral nature of this blend. And, you know, he talked about how he felt like it was very gin botanical-like, it was very floral. He also mentioned coffee and um, some cedary, wood, woody characteristics. And so I, I sought out to find um, cocktails that would, uh, I, wanted to, I wanted to look at doing one of two things, either emphasizing that floral botanical character or trying to mask it in some way. Mm. And so the two cocktails that, I, that became the finalists for tonight's uh, show for me was uh, the, the drink that I'm going to make my official pairing for my thumbs up, <laughs> thumbs down re result at the end. This here in my glass is an elderflower rose gin gimlet. Whoa. Uh, it is. Uh, Where do you yeah, even gin... find half those ingredients? <laughs> I had to buy each one of them, actually. I, I didn't buy the edible rose petals as a garnish just because I thought it was unnecessary. Um, but uh, gin gimlet uh, in, in, uh, in its traditional form is gin, uh, lime juice, and simple syrup. It's just sweet lime gin. And I thought that's going to be great if I, if I want to lean into, you know, um, you know, bringing out some of those botanicals, but then I found this variation that incorporates um, the elderflower liqueur, um, which is um, called St. Germain. Uh, it's, it's pretty readily available. I had never seen it or heard of it myself, but apparently it's pretty uh, well-known and popular out there. So that's an a elderflower liqueur and then rose water um, were the other two ingredients that I incorporated in, into this version. So it's an elderflower rose, rose it's, uh, I, I went with Fees Brothers, which is, uh, they have the orange blossom. Um, they, they make bitters. They make simple syrup. It's a, it's a, it's a brand that's uh, geared towards cocktail mixers in general. But then the other cocktail that um, I was really excited about was one that I actually had recently at the, at the end of last year. I made my way out to Philadelphia for work, and uh, a coworker had introduced me to an espresso martini. And I absolutely loved it at the time. And so I looked up the, um, the espresso martini as a way to emphasize some of the coffee characteristics that, um, that Jack had pulled out in the review on this cigar. And I felt like that could help minimize some of that botanical floral uh, characteristics that, um, 
that some cigar smokers may not really enjoy very much. And so, um, so I actually, uh, being me, I went ahead and I made both drinks. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I have a hard time making choices. And, and I'm like, if you give me a choice between two cocktails, the, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and so, uh, so I do want to talk about both a little bit tonight. And we'll talk a little bit about, I thought it'd be a fun conversation, Eric, because um, it gives us an opportunity to talk about how impactful a pairing uh, really is when you're smoking a cigar and you and you choose your your pairing, uh, like you said, and we'll see what, what comes from this the results of this poll. A lot of people don't even really think of that much about it, um, but I kind of wanted to help everybody have a little bit of an aha moment and emphasize that what you're drinking can vastly and grossly uh, change the experience that you're perceiving with the cigar itself. And so while the cigar may taste one way to you and you either love or don't love that experience, and then you go back to it later, you may not even remember what you were drinking at the time that you smoked it last time. And you may have a totally different experience and be like, oh, I actually remembered liking this a lot more. Or actually, I didn't like this the first time, but this time it seems so much better. Well, maybe you're just drinking something different, or maybe you had something different for dinner that is somehow affecting your palate and you're not even uh, you're not even connecting those dots and, and giving credence to what what other um, kind of palate experience that you have had within the last couple hours that might be influencing your experience with the cigar in general. Randy, I don't know if you're reading the comments, but they are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Micro Randy's back. I, I had thankfully forgot so, about that. So <laughs> Joe Machado said, he thought that uh, this episode was going to be a rerun because it was <laughs> the encore. That is pretty good. I actually, uh, I was confused about this episode until like an hour before the show, and my dad was like, hey, does anybody have the cigar for, for the show? And I was like, oh, of course I got the cigar. I thought it was the pledge this whole time. Uh, it's the encore. It's, uh, so different. therefore I had to run out to 17 cigar stores to find it. Spent $67 in gas. Cost me $40 <laughs> for two cigars. This is ridiculous. I, I'm going to go on strike. Uh, so, Randy, what is going to be the official uh, drink that you're going to... So, my, yeah, my official drink is the Elderflower Rose Gimlet. Oh, okay. So you I guess, decided no. that as you, on the show here live, I'm guessing, right? Like you tasted them both. No, and you're no, like, no. Ah, I, this is, no. The, this is the, the one I'm doing. No, actually, I, I did some, uh, I did, I, like you said, I was really dedicated to killing it on the show because my percentage, my win percentage, if you go to CigarDojo.com and check out the Flavor Odyssey schedule where you can always go to uh, be updated on the upcoming pairings uh, so you can follow along, um, when you go there, it actually shows mine and Robbie's win percentage, and he is absolutely smoking me uh, <laughs> on, on, on this whole challenge season uh, uh, concept, and I'm not liking it. I so think I, there's I, an <laughs> element to that that uh, you just ticked everybody off so bad with the, with the cucumber the gin. Cucumber, <laughs> I, yeah. I, that I, I knew the whole rest of the season, back. you've just been <laughs> sabotaged. I, I'm blackballed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The NFL has just determined that I that I could never win again. Um, yeah, no. So so actually, uh, well, and I was I was somewhat hesitant to to make the the espresso uh, martini tonight because I don't want to be accused of duplicating. Because I do 
in my, in my early testing, when I smoked this on Sunday, uh, I felt like the espresso martini was actually just a little bit too strong. It, mm. uh, the, the, uh, it overpowered the cigar just slightly. And I think it's a fantastic cocktail. I think it's going to go excellent with the right cigar. And so you're definitely going to see me come back with the espresso martini as my official pairing at some point okay. when I have the right cigar to do so. Um, but, but, but like you said, you know, Robbie wasn't here. I thought I, I'd get a little bit more airtime as a result. And so I, I, like you said, just talking a little bit about like how much that uh, extra element can influence your experience while smoking a cigar. I thought it'd be fun to have them both here. And as people know, I like to drink. So, <laughs> uh, so that being said, uh, uh, we can get into this a little bit. But but why don't you guys go ahead? Like you said, you spent over a hundred dollars to achieve you and Jordan both having the right cigar tonight. Woo! So, <laughs> thanks for that, Bill. Uh, so let's uh, let's hear. What, what did you guys choose to pair? So I've been planning this show for two years. I've been uh, planning uh, uh, this pairing for two years, and. I knew way, way in advance that a gin and tonic would be the best pairing of all. And so that's what I've been planning. Because uh, here's, the, here's the deal. This cigar <laughs> does have a bit of a flowery botanical flavor. I wanted to cut that out. So I said, you know what? We'll cut that out. Boom. Gin. And so uh, gin and tonic is, is the drink. Matt uh, so graciously made me this delicious. Cut that out. That, that's going to amplify it. What are you talking about? No, it's going to it's going to it's going to cut that out because the drink is going to take on that flavor. I will get, and I'm already noticing this to a great degree. It's not enhancing that the gin and tonic, um, that the gin in there has that flavor, and so then when I go to the cigar, I don't get that uh, that crazy flowery botanical flavor at all. It's it's sort of I like it's minus that, that's that out. Your take. So yeah, that's that, that's that, great. We're gonna talk through that. That is I my that. that is my pairing. You stole it. And what? Uh, <laughs> I had Jordan. To, that is absolutely. You not guys true. would not believe how uh, on, on the fly I thought of this. The, the next pairing, two minutes <laughs> two minutes before we aired, and so I had Matt whip up a Negroni, which I know you guys Ooh. love so much on Flavor Odyssey. Uh, the uh, what's the bourbon version? The uh, Boulevardier is what we did in the right, past. Right. And yep. so I've never actually had a Negroni. I've, I've had the, the bourbon version all this time. I thought, right. let's, let's stick with all the bitter botanicals. Let's just crank this whole experience up as far as it can go. So now, we're, ta remind we're talking. Me, what, uh, what is the Negroni again? So we're talking. Now, do we do, do, we do Room 101? No. No, we did some other kind of gin. Uh, some kind of gin, uh, Campari. And uh, sweet vermouth, uh, lime. Nope, uh, orange bitters, and that is the drink. That I, I think the orange there. bitters could be uh, helpful in this pairing, Jordan. Yeah. So actually, oh. Jordan, the way it worked out, it worked I, out well. I actually ended up helping I, you out. Yeah, I, I picked both the, the pairings for the show. <laughs> and so here, here's what, here, Randy. Here's actually what happened. I all along was going to do a Kentucky Mule, because um, I thought that that would be, you know, like. I think bourbon sometimes can run over a cigar like this that has like the subtlety of it. Right. And so, but I, I still am a bourbon guy, so I was going to go Kentucky Mule. And all along in Dojo Studios, I saw these little uh, bottles of um, ginger beer. So I knew I had the ginger beer. And so I got some lime and, and I was ready to go. And then as the show was starting, <laughs> Matt was like, 
uh, Eric, these aren't ginger beer. They're tonic. And I was like, oh, like I didn't even look at them. They are just this little, you know, fever. What, what is it? Fever, fever tree. Yeah, fever tree. I assumed that they were ginger beer. See, I and I they were not. I saw those same bottles and said, "Those are tonic. I'm going to make a gin and tonic." So then, <laughs> that's that's what happened. And then I, so I stole yeah, it's like a pale green versus a pale blue. I, I didn't. I, I'm a fever tree guy. I mix those up in my yeah. fridge all the time. Yeah. So, anyways, that's why I stole Jordan's drink. Yeah. But that's neither here nor there. If Jordan, you know, I think that Jordan, you're going to find out that you probably ended up with a a great pairing after all. I'm well, gonna I'm, make I, the uh, I'm gonna make the poll say uh, who paired who paired it best Randy Jordan Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, um, uh, well, well, I I am excited to have that conversation because um, we've we've run into that organically. I don't think about that that much. Uh, I, I give you a lot of credit for for thinking that through, Eric. That botanical and botanical actually might mute botanical rather than botanical and botanical ends up being double botanical right um jordan what is what is negative two plus negative two uh negative four no isn't it no it's zero yeah oh wait no, no it's not two. No, no, actually jordan's right two plus negative you're, two you're thinking zero. of times oh, oh times yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what i meant times Negative two times negative two. But you're not timesing, you're plusing because you're making a cocktail. Don't ruin his fun analogy with facts. Okay. So, Randy, that that's where we are. The Encore by EPC. You have a similar drink to me, I think, actually, based on the ingredients. So, guys... Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, let's get that first poll out of the way. Uh, let's get, let's get I, I said, uh, well, how much pot thought do you put into a pairing? Uh, a little or a lot? And we are dead 50-50. Really? Dead 50-50? Wow. wow. I, I guess that's... That's I, cool. I, I, thought, I, think, cool. I think that that's a little bit more on the... put. I would have said that only maybe 30% of the people mm-hmm. put thought into the pairing. That's mm-hmm. what I would have uh, thought. Well, I think it speaks to our audience. Yeah, I mean, it's totally dependent on the situation like sure. even me yeah. if i you know most days none uh only only wednesdays and and fridays maybe you know i'm like i even plan out what cigar i'm gonna smoke really i most days i just reach in and grab whatever's in there in the whatever humidor that, free yeah i'm yeah. gonna smoke something and i might <laughs> drink something that's that's it <laughs> yeah. yeah no i i i i'm i'm with eric i i would guess that uh, we have a higher percentage based on the type of people that watch the show in general. If you were to poll just like uh, everyone at the Great Smoke, for instance, I think you'd end up with a, a, a much bigger uh, portion of the population saying very little. Right. Um, but uh, but that being said, uh, we will get into this. Uh, let me just talk about the cigar for just a minute. And uh, so obviously, everyone should be fairly familiar. This has got a ton of marketing over the last couple of years. This uh, was originally supposed to release in 2016. Uh, Ernesto Perez Carrillo showed up at the trade show with it, said it was coming out, ended up not releasing it, stating that he didn't feel it was ready, showed back up a year later. The 2017 trade show said, now it's ready. Month later, he retracts that and says, nope, still not ready. Um, the whole time, it's in these uh, what, what they call tercios, which is like this palm, almost like a palm frond, but it comes from the from the bark. It actually, to me, looks like a uh, like a dried corn husk. 
like like you would uh, uh, you would wrap a tamale in. Mm. Um, and so he's he's got fully rolled. I mean, these things were rolled back in 2016, wrapped in these palm bark uh, kind of frond dealies, and are just aging as fully uh, uh, rolled cigars, right? And uh, and it was finally in 2018 that they were released. Um, it uh, it cracked the cigar uh, aficionado number one cigar of the year list, which obviously is a huge accolade. Um, and this was only the second cigar to come out in this line from Ernie. Uh, Ernesto uh, has, you know, been making cigars for 50 years. He's got tons of lines. But the Perez Carrillo you see on the secondary band on these, um, this was only the second cigar released in that after La Historia four years earlier in 2014, which got the number two cigar on that same uh, publisher's list. And then uh, the pledge, which was number one on Cigar Dojo's list, as well as that same publisher once again. Uh, and so there's been a ton of you can say their name. It's it. okay. Ah, why? I already said it once. It's, it's, all, it's all they need. <laughs> I don't need to keep saying. <laughs> um, the uh, and so these are the three cigars that have come out in the Perez Carrillo line: La Historia, Encore, and Pledge, all being received with amazing accolades. They're fantastic cigars. So now. Um, they're packaging them as the trilogy. You can buy little gift packs with one of each cigar. They're, um, it's, it's been a huge boon for the company and uh, couldn't happen to uh, a better person, yeah, for in sure. my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Classy, classy guy. Um, so anyway, so, so the cigar is somewhat uh, medium to light bodied, I'd say. It's, uh, it's, it's got very nice flavor, but it's not what I would say is like very... Uh, heavy impact flavored cigar. Uh, again, why I felt like that uh, espresso uh, cocktail that I chose was a little bit too strong for it. Um, but but you definitely get this nice woody character. It does have some nice botanicals. I think you know now that I'm smoking it, I think Jack might have overemphasized that a little bit. But uh, but it definitely has some floral characteristics. Has some some nice kind of herbaceous notes to it. Um, I would say very faint. Um, coffee notes, some white pepper on the retro hail. Um, so it's got all those elements that we like. They're, they're just a little bit more subdued. It's just a little bit lighter cigar, but, but very elegant, I would say. It would be a word that kind of jumps out when I smoke this one. Um, so that's what I'm getting off the cigar in general. What, what, what do you think? So I'm going to say, I mean, I've smoked the cigar several times, and mm -hmm. I initially did not like the cigar too much. Um, cause it was too, had too much perfumey kind of notes mm. to it. And, um, and that really turned me away. This isn't like that at all. I don't know if it's the drink that's cutting that or what, but this cigar right now tastes fantastic to me. And I can see why it was the number one cigar in this form right now. What I'm, what I'm smoking right now is oh. so elegant and, uh, balanced and it has this nice sort of um, almost a tartness to the the mm. flavor, a little bit of a kind of a, a sourdough tartness kind of flavor going on. Has very very nice subtle spices. I'm not getting the uh, perfumey um, notes that I've mm -hmm. gotten in the past, and I I sort of feel like um, the the gin is cutting that. Maybe even the, the lime a little bit or something. Um, imagine if you had a uh, you know, 
A mojito would also be, I think, another good pick with this, just to see if it was the gin or the lime. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know sure. if it's the gin or the lime that's that's bringing uh, out the best in this cigar. But um, early, early, uh, um, so far where I'm at, I'm only maybe like an inch and a half into the cigar. We got the. Uh, it's like a Toro, I think. I'm not really sure, but. Um, my early indication is this is a really, really awesome pairing. I'm, I'm enjoying this immensely. Jordan, what are your thoughts as to where you're at right now? Uh, yeah, I'd say it is very uh, on the bitter side. A um, uh, lot of botanical kind of flavors, uh, cedar, white pepper, um, but mostly in the bitter botanic range. Uh, I do think that, like, at the time, there might have been some sort of like, oh, you know, this this cigar is supposed to be cigar of the year. It better be good. And you smoke it, and you're like, that's ah, not very, good. it's not that good. So you're a little harder on it. Uh, looking yeah. back a couple of years later, it is pretty good. Um, and and it's not quite as floral. Maybe I've just adjusted to liking uh, bitter botanical kind of flavors in my cigars in general. Uh, I do like it more than I did at the time. Uh, but I do think it still has quite a bit of that. Mm. Interesting. I think it is interesting that uh, I, I really can connect with uh, the sourdough note that that you mentioned, Eric. I don't get any bitterness. While I do get some botanical kind of herbaceous notes, um, I think it is interesting you're drinking Campari and are picking up bitterness, considering that's this nasty, bitter liqueur. Oof. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah that, that is true. Like, th- th- this... This is significantly impacting that, so I can't. I no. feel like I almost can't even be uh, partial on this kind of judgment because this drink is so incredibly bitter. Can we? Can we just all agree that herbaceous is a great word? <laughs> you know, it's funny that you should mention that. Actually, it reminds me of something. Randy! Returning to the O Natural segment of season four with tonight's 114th episode of Flavor Odyssey, brought to you by the greatest cigar brand to ever get it done, Drew Estate. Drew Estate has supported your favorite cigar pairing show since the earliest days of its creation. Flavor Odyssey, I might even say, has been built on the back of this great partnership from the brand that brings you the flavorful sweet creations, like one of my favorites, tobacco, as well as ushering in the craze and amazement for American tobacco, such as Connecticut Broadleaf, and more recently, with Florida sun-grown tobacco featured in the new 20-acre farm. Sticking with the au naturel theme of our current segment, I would be remiss not to mention the amazing flavor of one of my favorite natural wrap cigars, Herrera Esteli Habano. Please support everything Drew Estate does by following them on all social media platforms at Drew Estate and ask for them at a brick and mortar near you. One brick and mortar that you'll always be able to find Drew Estate cigars in is Smoke In. The sponsor of all the cigars smoked here on Flavor Odyssey, Smoke In has opened their new distribution center. 
They have built a state-of-the-art 8,000 square foot warehouse that is fully environmentally controlled and has all new inventory and fulfillment controls that makes one of the industry's fastest and most reliable retailers even more effective and more efficient. Additionally, they have expanded their selection and are carrying more brands than ever. Be sure to check out their website and place an order today at smokein.com. Ah, you know, I think, Jordan, we should end those with the Randy's Reed video again at the end. I, <laughs> I know. I've been wanting to do that. I think, yeah. I think just to bookend it, you know, bookend it with the, the, <laughs> the thing, because that was, that was really good. I, I mean... Oh. Really? I don't even. I don't even think we need to rate them anymore. Like no. they're, they're they're all too, they're all they're good. You're perfect. polished. Yeah. You there was a point there where you you, God, you really got uh, you really got up there. I did the, have to turn you down. Yeah, that was great. A little bit. I, I, <laughs> now, I mean, I, now you I'm know fired how I up. feel before the show starts. <laughs> I'm fired up. I'm fired up just just nice. because of that. Reed, yeah, that was incredible. Nice. Fantastic. All right. Well, let's get into these pairings a yes. little bit and how let's, these drinks are working out. Let's um, do I, it. I'm very much with, uh, I'm very on board with everything that you said about, uh, this is not what I expected though. I thought that I, that I was verging on danger zone here and going double botanical and double floral where it was just going to be overly perfumery. It was going to be un, uh, unpleasant. Um, I'm, I'm wildly uh, impressed and, and pleased to find that, um, that I, I'm, I'm with what Eric said, uh, honestly, and I'm interested to hear uh, your, your thoughts on this, Jordan, because you kind of went the other way when, when he first started saying it. I think they are kind of countering each other mm -hmm. to a point where, where that's just like this base flavor. It's there. And because uh, I think my palate's acclimating to some of those botanicals, some of that floral perfumey, it's, it's almost kind of muting it. It's falling into the background, and it's allowing some of those other flavors like the sour dough, again, I, I, I do get notes of uh, lighter coffee. I, I, I like, and it's, and it's interesting because this is a, this is a, a Nicaraguan puro, which is a little bit unique as uh, Ernie's factories in the Dominican Republic. Like we talk about all Nicaraguan tobacco cigars all the time, but most of the factories that we're, we're smoking are, uh, are in Nicaragua. And so for, for him to be in, in the Dominican and not have any Dominican tobacco is a little bit of a, of a standout um, notion. But, um, but anyway, I, I, I think that even some of those Nicaraguan characteristics of spice isn't, and, and, uh, are, are coming out and aren't being covered up by the perfuminess at all. Isn't that interesting, just to ver, uh, veer off a little bit here, that almost none of his blends center around Dominican tobacco? None of them. Is that right? Like... You're, rarely, sometimes it'll just be a sprinkle of it in the filler. Almost never does he, he, he doesn't have, a, I don't think he has any Dominican Puros. And really? almost, they almost always center on Nicaraguan tobacco. I didn't realize that that was um, something that you could draw such a direct line on. I, I, but good for him, you know, he's, he's following a, a flavor profile that he thinks that yeah. people are going to respond to. It's just interesting that, you know, Dominican factory. Yeah. Now, you, you, you know, I would imagine, you know, anything, if you, if anybody's ever read about like the, the brain drain and the beginning of, uh, of cigars post Cuban embargo, uh, Dominican Republic was the first place that all the like biggest names in the industry ended up. It was, you know, Nicaragua didn't come on the scene really for several years after that, you know, there was civil unrest and everything. So it was kind of like Dominican first and Honduras and uh, Nicaragua was really the, the final 
piece of that puzzle to like become a, a major um, a major region for tobacco growing is my understanding at least. And so it's it, it is interesting that um, that he chooses to you know follow the flavor profile and not feel like he's uh, constrained to yeah. you know, what's locally available to him. I also feel like it's interesting that um, using Nicaraguan tobacco, he's able to get um, such a different profile out of this particular cigar. This particular cigar oh, point. Um, is is very unique, and I think that if I was smoking this just with like a Topo Chico, Randy, I would probably get some of that, uh, a little bit more of those botanicals and those floral notes yep. and whatnot, and that's not super common, especially with Nicaraguan tobacco. So um, I'm not sure, you know, how, you know, what went into the, the blend to make it the way it is. But what I really appreciate what he's done here is he's created, uh, you know, and we do this all the time, right? We review cigars. We smoke everything that comes out. Um, and so often, and this is not a, this almost sounds like a pejorative, what I'm about to say, but so often cigars are cigars. Like, okay, this might be really good, but okay, I've tasted this combination a million times. It's it's a really good. It tastes amazing, but I've tasted this combination a really time a million times. There's there's not that many blenders where you get one. I mean, I, I, recently we talk about like you know Michael Herklotz and the Ferriotego, the Generoso, and the Elegancia. He was able to get uh, really unique experiences from those two cigars, and I, that's what I appreciate about this particular cigar is. Whether you love it or you don't, at least it's it's unique. It's something different. It's something for cigar smokers to try that isn't just, oh, like, okay, I've had that super strong Connecticut broadleaf or that super strong, you know, whatever. Like, this is a unique uh, experience, and if you haven't tried it, I think you should at least give it a go and, and see what you think because it is really unique. That's a really good an interesting point and i think it was off camera when we were down in miami for uh, the great smoke we were we were chatting with uh, our good friend terrence riley from agonorsa leaf and i had i had brought up uh placentia tobacco at, um and how how he felt like it varied in flavor because uh from agonorsa leaf tobacco because to your point we, we talk all the time about the you know infinite uh, ways that you could blend you can create all these different flavors within just using, just say for instance, Agonorsa leaf, uh, Corojo and Criollo, and just between primings, between different uh, lots and, and, every, and, and different uh, ratios, that you can create this myriad of different flavors where those cigars all taste distinctly different from each other. And yet, to your point, there is kind of that house flavor that right. like, a lot of times I feel like I can tell, like, Oh, this tastes like an Agonorsa leaf cigar. Like, right, and that's a good. Uh, that's that is what Randy's saying is not a bad thing. He's cause, at all because no. it's it's so good. But you're making a good point. Like, Agonorsa is one of those rare uh, factories where you there is like a house. That's a good way to put it, Randy. Like a house sort of flavor. And there's a few other brands that have that. Um, but this one. Um, it's really, it is. really um, oh, I lost the word, but it's very different from. from yeah, it does. It's profile, right? it's it's unique to not only no. um, Nicaraguan puros, but also to his portfolio, oh, uh, Ernesto's portfolio, portfolio yeah. right? Like the yeah. the pledge. I mean, that's just like a really, really good Maduro. You've had a million Maduros and, and they're great. 
and it's a super good. It's one of the best ones you'll ever have. But it's um, it's not as unique, uh, I think, as sure. as this. I think I'd probably still put the pledge. I would certainly put the pledge over this. Recommend the sure. pledge over this particular cigar. But I do appreciate. I love it when you know we have a cigar that kind of gives you something new and and different. Yeah. W- would you go so far? And, and again, you're right. We're we're kind of verging on this. I, certainly, none of this is negative. And, and and I'll just give a quick analogy from the beer industry. Like uh, a Sierra Nevada beer, you could line up their stout, their porter, their wheat beer, their pale ale, their pilsner, all in front of me, blind, and I would. I'm 90% sure that I would be able to taste them all and be like, well, these are all Sierra Nevada beers. There's a house flavor. They have a um, a proprietary yeast that they use, the way that they, they um, the technique in which they use their hops, it's, it, it creates this, this comfort, and, and to your point, I like that. It's, it's like going home. It's like this comfortable, recognizable, mm. like, oh, I know and I love that flavor. Would it be going too far, in your opinion, if I told you that we could line up a pledge, a CT-142, and a T-52, and you're going to be able to to taste mm. that similar characteristic of, I, I don't think it's secret, and I don't think I'm wrong. They're all basically the same wrapper, right? Like those three those three cigars all share the same wrapper, right? Yeah, but yeah, but they're different enough, I think that sure. Or, uh, that, no, but, well, but you'd be able to tell that there is a similarity. Is yeah. all I'm saying. I'm not saying that they, they all taste identical because they very yeah, much don't. Yeah, because they all taste like a tootsie pie. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I just those three cigars are literally three of my favorite cigars. I never run out of those three cigars in my humidor. I, I guess uh, and, the most and, yeah, the most different one would be the pledge, right? Out of those, yeah, yeah, I'd say so. But I'd still, so. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, um, I I think that um, I think that I don't know if these have like if part of this is aging um, mm-hmm. or is it this drink. Like that's what I'm trying to figure out, Randy. Is uh, I was th- I was wondering the same thing, but again, like I was saying, because of it, it's just like when when you watch Amazon Prime and part you know the the sequels coming out, and you know it's always telling you what the like most popular movie currently trending is. You see that original start moving up the ranks because everyone wants to go back and revisit the original before they see the the sequel. I feel like the, the, the popularity that the pledge has brought out has caused a lot of people to go back and revisit the encore. Yeah, that's true. I, I actually fall into that category, I think, what you're saying. Absolutely. Me yeah. too. Me too. Yeah, I, I, I love it when I see it moving up the ranks. Like, oh, perfect. I was going to look for that anyways because I want to see it before I, I go back and you know, I want to remember how it ended in case it picks up right where it ended kind of thing. Um, and and so I, what my point was going to be is I would imagine that these have been uh, sold and remade in such volume because of the popularity. It's hard for me to believe that we're smoking um, something that's multi years old, but then the whole yeah. story was originally they released it three years. I wonder how that all plays out. It would be an right. interesting question to, to ask Ernesto. It's like, because we know the, that original release had so much age on it. Right, do these, how did he right. Then, yeah, replicate that for future batches. Right. Um, uh, yeah, and I, I, I really I can't answer that other than to say that uh, I'm enjoying maybe this version of the Encore more than than I than I certainly did in years past, um, and that's where I'm trying to figure out. Maybe I just picked 
maybe and and you picked a similar drink, Randy. Maybe we just picked a really really good pairing with this um, cigar. I don't know. That's what I'm leaning towards. I'm I, I'm gonna give Ernie the the benefit of the doubt of thinking that like if he said that the first ones took three years after rolling, that means that's the way we've got to make that cigar going forward. Like I right. would imagine he's trying to like keep a consistency and have integrity to that original like recipe. Um, and so I'm thinking that it is the drink that's making it more enjoyable for you. And that again, you know, like I was saying, how much the pairing affects that um, experience that you have with the cigar. Randy, how much uh, gin do you do you drink? Uh, quite a bit lately. Yeah. Um, as, as I've talked about a little bit on the show, I've been on a diet for the last few months. Lost, uh, I, I think at my best weight, I lost 27 pounds. I've, I've started dabbling in the beer again. I've, I've brought back a few of those. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but, but I definitely have tried to reduce my, my beer intake, which has caused me to drink a lot more uh, cocktails and Again, as I'm a volume drinker, um, a lot of g- ginger beer and a lot of tonic water to drink in my household these days. Gin, um, so I, typically I gin, gin a couple times a week. Gin and cigars as a pairing, just in general. What are your thoughts? I think I think it's a I think it's a hidden gem. I think it's something that doesn't get nearly as much attention as it should from uh, cigar smokers. I, I, I think the blend has to be right. It, it doesn't, you, you know, it, it's not as like uh, wide reaching as as whiskey is you know it basically any whiskey bourbon we we, we all talk about the the preference to, to bourbon but like all whiskeys pretty much go with all cigars uh to so, at some level or another gin I, I don't necessarily enjoy a gin in a maduro um but a gin in a natural wrapper i i think is is, is something that uh that yeah doesn't get it nearly as much uh, attention as it yeah should. i was that's why i asked this question is i feel like and jordan you can chime in on this if you if you want to as well it sort of seems like gin is a great pairing but it's perfect in this segment of flavor odyssey because to me i'm not sure if gin is a great maduro pairing like randy said and i'm also yeah. not sure if gin is a good connecticut pairing yeah right. but somewhere in this natural wrapped cigar zone it does find its its feet and i think we've hit on it tonight it's um, it's oh. like in the in that weird zone between connecticut and and natural uh you don't find too many cigars like this but like for example the epernay or the mildias like they're they feel like they're almost wanting to be in the connecticut ballpark but they're they're not they're not connecticut's right. you know epernay is like a, it's a corojo uh mildias feels like a Connecticut, but it's not. You know, like, that's when you want to be dabbling with the gin. I'm right. Uh, that's in, So I think, Randy, this this is maybe one of the more tighter um, pairing zones that we've focused on in all of you these know. episodes of Flavor Odyssey. Gin does seem to be a great pairing, but in a sort of a sliver of the spectrum. Yeah, no, I, I, I think that, that adds up to my experience a lot. I like what, what Jordan just said, where it's like kind, kind of maybe the lighter Habanos, or I would even say some of the heavier Connecticut's. Like, I could very easily see the um, the um, Ferry Otego that took number one, which is called the Ele- Elegancia. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see the Elegancia being in that category, or the Desert Rose from, uh, from Southern Draw. Like, some of those, like, a little bit richer, a little bit deeper, a little bit, like, stronger... And then, again, on the other side, like Jordan was saying, 
the Epernay, the Mildias, I think those are good um, recommendations for uh, what, what might be is really great fit with with a gin based drink now before we get into rating these um randy i want you to at least let us know what the other drink was like with yes. the cigar how did that particular one the, it was an espresso martini is that what you said yes yes so, so now you've got a lot of coffee you've got some sweetness probably um What's yeah, like? so so let me let me let me tell you that the espresso martini. If you aren't familiar, this is um, uh, it's vodka, it's fresh ground um, and and brewed espresso, it's simple syrup, and it's coffee liqueur. Um, now you could go with Kahlua. I have access to a locally sourced uh, like kind of premium uh, coffee liqueur. I do feel like it's stronger coffee flavor than like a Kahlua would be. It's more natural flavor than kind of kind of imitation flavor, and then I used the uh, I used the espresso that Eric Espinosa recommended to me, which is the Pilone Black, which is like burnt dark dark espresso, and so the coffee expression in this drink has a very intense like almost char character to it, which is freaking delicious. It's really really nice, um, and I think. Like I said, I think that there's some synergies in some of the flavor of this cigar, but it's just too intense. Mm. It, it just completely overpowers it. I take a sip of that. I take a couple draws on the cigar, and all I I can feel smoke. That's about it. <laughs> like you know, there's, there's very little flavor that um, that the the drink allows me to to taste. So maybe when we get back to a Maduro or something a little bit darker, heavier in flavor, I'll, I'll, I'll lean back into this espresso Maduro or espresso martini. Cause I think it would go really well with the right cigar. It's just completely blowing out my palate to be able to uh, appreciate any of the flavor of the cigar at all. Now I feel like Randy that I'm, I'm learning from flavor Odyssey because I'm kind of proud that in my mind, I imagined exactly what you just described. Like I, I imagine that that would be overpowering the subtleties of this particular cigar, whereas this gin drink, which is lighter, it's a brighter, it's got a little bit of citrus in it, like that is going to maybe bring out some of the fun stuff and at yeah. the same time maybe mute some of the things that I didn't like about mm -hmm. this cigar. So, like, to me, if somebody said to me, like, Eric, what's the best pairing with the EPC Encore, like, I would have a hard time not saying either what I'm drinking right here or probably what you've got right there. It just seems like the perfect thing to go along with this particular cigar. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I'll, 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 I'll take the ball and run from it from there. This is a thumbs up for me. The, I was, I was, it's the first time I've ever had the, um, the elderflower liqueur. I'm shocked that, you know, liqueurs are always uh, kind of a concentrated flavor anyway, so I, like, I'm always somewhat cautious of the liqueurs. This is not at all overly perfumey. The drink's very, very nice. It has, uh, again, the gimlet has a pretty high uh, lime juice um, addition. So mine's very citrus forward um, with just a little bit of floralness and then the natural gin botanicals. And yeah, this is transcendent. It's one yeah, of, it, one of the better one of the better pairings I've had. I think another neat aspect of this it, this pairing, which is, mine's probably similar to yours, is the, the drink isn't super sweet either. And so, like, a mojito would also be a good choice, but mm -hmm. maybe not mm -hmm. quite as good because that gin does have, you know, that um, piney, you know, sort of flavor. 
And so it does sort of like, uh, it's a nice contrast uh, to the cigar. I'm also going to go thumbs up on mine. Um, I I have a feeling that I would also love Randy's uh, pairing as well. Like, it seems like uh, we're kind of on the same page there. If Jordan would have been smart, he would have picked a pairing like this. (laughs) He would have thought through. He would have thought that through. But that just goes to show why, you know, I have a sort of a better feel for these kind of things. Jordan, how did your (laughs) pairing go? Interesting. Uh, it's not, it's not good. Um, okay. <laughs> way, it's, um, not good. Way, way too much bitterness and botanical. Mm. Uh, I had this cigar about a week ago and it wasn't that floral botanical, um, you know, as I remembered. Uh, and then tonight with this drink, it's amplified by tenfold wow um drink uh, you know it's it's basically the same drink as as the boulevardier like i mentioned but at least with the boulevardier you're getting that like that bourbon sweetness Sweetness, uh caramel kind of component to tone down that bitterness with this uh with the gin you're just amplifying it even further you're just letting it you're basically just letting the campari and the sweet vermouth um take center stage uh and so you're getting just uh, orange zest um, and like mm. bitter cherry uh, and and florals all kind of just on full blast and then combined with the cigar I the cigars bitterness is just amplified by 10 uh, that's I can barely get anything else out of the cigar other than maybe some cedar maybe some white pepper but uh, it's just just drowned out. Now, folks, uh, make Come sure make sure to take into account uh, what Jordan just said and what I said and Randy said in your final votes, because at the very end of the show, we'll see uh, what the audience thinks of these pairings. Uh, Randy, what is coming up a week from tonight on Flavor Odyssey? So a week from tonight, we continue the trail au naturel with none other than the Aganorsa Leaf Signature Series. Uh, a cigar uh, very near and dear to my heart. It's a, you know, if you got a chance to watch the Smoke Night Live that, that uh, Eric and I were out with uh, Terrence recently, he talks a lot about the uh, saltiness coming from the Criollo of, of their farms and the sweetness coming from the Corojo. And you described the signature series as, as one of the um, more equally proportioned uh, blends that they do. Again, uh, d- definitely a cigar, I would say elegant. Um, and so uh, I haven't chose... M- chosen my pairing yet but you can stay tuned on monday as i will be doing the live again because i think robbie Raz is still going to be traveling next week so it's going to be me and you again eric with the agonor salif signature series oh I, how I, about friday you, luckily you, you i've been planning i've, I've been planning that show for two years as well so i'll Perfect. i'll be ready to go uh friday's gonna be ready be, to steal jordan's yeah. uh, drink right before the show exactly <laughs> Uh, Friday is going to be a great Smoke Night Live. We are going to have uh, Charlie Minato from Half Wheel on the show. And I don't know if you guys saw, but a couple weeks ago we had uh, Risty from JSK on the show. And it was a very lively lively debate regarding cigar marketing. And part of that had to do with the fact that Charlie wrote this uh, article um, about not marketing cigars to children, which has sort of been the hot-button topic lately. And... um, if you if you read Charlie's article and all of the comments in that article, they were very interesting, and it's sort of uh, been taken the cigar industry at least sort of by storm. Like 
you know, where do you draw the line, that kind of stuff. So we're going to sort of get the other side of the argument from Charlie on Friday night. Um, we got Risty's side of it a couple weeks ago, which was fun and lively. And uh, this week we will get Charlie's side of the argument. And then a week after that, I believe, if it's still happening, Jordan, uh, Mickey Pegg will be in studio. He's supposed to be in studio right. a week after that. So we had a couple of fun Smoke Night Lives coming up on the, in the next couple of weeks. So stay tuned for those, Randy. And uh, how do we do, Jordan, on the voting? All right. So in last place is a tie. Uh, we got uh, me and Randy, and then what? you, you. Well, you. I, I put Sensei in parentheses. Jordan, sixty nine percent. Wow, that's a surprise to me. I think maybe Randy, because I'm gonna guess. Look, can I can I guess why you lost? I think because I th- everyone thinks it's funny. No, to <laughs> no. I think because my drink, everybody's more familiar with it in their mind. They can, they've everybody's had it. Better. Every maybe, <laughs> maybe. Uh, but everybody's everybody's familiar with the gin and tonic, so they could visualize in their head uh, how that might have gone. Yours maybe maybe is is maybe it was a better pairing, but it might be too obscure. Maybe maybe not. We don't yeah. know. I don't know. Yeah, I I'm thinking that our our audience is filled with juveniles <laughs> who, <laughs> who, who, who take some sort of pleasure in keeping. Them I down. think they're you know, genius. I, so hard I think that we have the <laughs> smartest audience in the entire cigar. I didn't say they weren't intelligent. World. I just said they, they were juveniles. <laughs> they, they just want you to lose. <laughs> they, they just want to see me lose. They take they take pleasure in watching me lose. Okay, so so that being said, I'm I'm glad this happened because I'm shocked by to be perfectly honest. I put a lot of effort into this and I really do think I have the superior pairing here on the panel. Uh, but that's fine. I'll I'll take it in stride, but I'll tell you what. I'm going to try and change my my uh, my fate changed the, the nature of my relationship with the audience. And I'm going to go out just randomly right now and say next Uh-oh. week, we're going to do a giveaway. Oh, and nice. Has, and, and I'm going to be the one giving stuff away. And so people Randy's trying to start buy the books. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. If, you, if, you want, if you want my giveaways, this isn't going to be random either. It's not going to be one of these random things. You have to actually like get me pumped up about sending you something free and it's going to be great i don't know what yet i'll probably uh i'll come in on that monday live uh we'll do a, a social media announcement i'll pick something amazing here in the studio we, we do we do get some uh some fantastic things it, i have to shotgun to break the the trend chad is that that the thing i will shotgun <laughs> dance, a dance monkey dance dance filled with cigars how about that and uh and but but you guys got 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 to cut it out i didn't know there's cucumber in the drink I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and if I lose next week, there will be no giveaway. <laughs> so if you uh, if you want to win something, make sure to tune in next week to uh, Flavor Odyssey. <laughs> so we'll be doing the Aganor's signature. Can't wait. Randy, take it off the air for us. Thank you for joining us tonight, and we will see you next week as the Odyssey continues. Yes. Thank you.